can all use the power of God just like we can all use electricity. Some going to use electricity for bad, some going to use it for good. Some will use the power, the breath of life that God put in us for good. Some going to use it for evil. Some going to perform dirty deeds. Some going to perform good deeds. It's all up to you. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So welcome to Moving River Ministries Pentecost Memorial Day service. And welcome to all of you online as well. Sister Lisa has come to give the word this morning. Praise the Lord. So Y'all get behind her, and as she already invited you to get excited, be excited, um, preach with her. That is such an important part of delivering a message, is when your congregation is responsive. Amen? Because <laughs> if the congregation doesn't respond to what you're saying, you feel like, taking whatever you got, doing like this, and saying goodbye. I'm so glad that God is different. Because there are many times that God, in his infinite amount of mercy and love for me, even though I walked away, he stayed. Amen. He stayed. He remained, praise God. And when I got ready, I came back. But there is a time clock ticking. And some don't always make it back. Some live out the course of their life and never surrender it back to the one who gave it to them. Don't let that one be you. Amen. So get behind Sister Lisa, join her this morning, preach along with her, give event to the word of God. If something excites you, shout it out. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to shout it out. Praise the Lord. And I know that's a little bit uh, getting beyond some of our comfort zone at times, but praise God. God doesn't want us in the comfort zones. Amen. He wants us to stretch out beyond those comfort zones. Because that's where we get complacent. That's where water stagnates and goes bad when it's, there's no movement in the water. But praise God, the stirring of the Holy Ghost, the gift that is within us, praise God. That is what causes us to be excited about what God is doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So with that, we're going to take up an offering this morning. If you brought an offering this morning, please... Um, give it at this time. Uh, Jasir, would you come? Praise the Lord and take up an offering. Okay. Praise God. I can't remember the last time that I was like sick. Praise the Lord. I can't, I can't even remember the last time I had a cold or a upper respiratory infection. Praise the Lord. But I've got one, but I've got the healer too. <laughs> Praise God. So I'm just going to keep on believing for the healing. Amen. 
Praise God. Brother Jasir, would you say a blessing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing I'm not preaching this morning. Praise God. And I am so glad for Sister Lisa's delivering the message this morning. Praise the Lord. And I get to sit down and relax a bit and listen to the message. And I'm going to be over there shouting my heart out over there. Before she gets into the message this morning, though, I did want to share a verse of scripture with you, and that is from the book of John, chapter 8. John, chapter 8, and verses 31 through 36. And this is talking about freedom. And uh, freedom from who, from what, from when, and, f and why. I'll take it. And verse 31 says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. free. Anybody want to be free? Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost comes to set us free, praise the Lord. And verse 33 says, They answered him, We be of Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Then answered, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Amen. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be what? Free. Indeed. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So that's what we're interested in, freedom. Freedom from sin. And uh, when, when Jesus comes in, praise God, when the Holy Ghost comes in, that's when you're really set free. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the power of that Holy Ghost to stay a victor, to have victory each and every day because that, enemy is going to try and slip in all kind of ways praise God and I'm just going to give you the um, Memorial Day history a little bit and from the earliest and most remarkable Memorial Day we must return to where the war began by the spring of 1865 after a long siege and prolonged bombardment the beautiful port city of Charleston South Carolina lay in ruin and occupied by Union troops 
among the first soldiers to enter and march up Meeting Street singing liberation songs was the 21st United States Colored Infantry. Colored. Us people of color. Praise God. And it's so such a blessing to see the different variations of color in this church this morning. There are some who, who are very peach colored, as Adam, little Adam says. He says his grandmother is peach. <laughs> Not white, but peach. And what color is Olivia? Peach. <laughs> and we are either tan, but I'm brown. To him, I am very brown. To some, you know, the colors continue to change. There's, there's very dark-skinned black people. And that is from a lot of different nationalities. Not one nationality in particular. I've seen some Indian people from India. Darker than me. Some of them bald, some of them with straight hair. I've seen people from the Dominican, darker than me. Spanish people. And, and it's, it's amazing. And then there's Spanish people who are peach. <laughs> peach colored people. And so in regards to Memorial Day, a lot of us don't know that among the first to march up on Memorial Day and actually cause the celebration to be recognized were soldiers from the 21st United States and they were segregated back then, it was called the Colored Infantry. And their commander accepted the city's official surrender. Their commander accepted the city's official surrender. Whites had largely abandoned the city, but thousands of blacks, mostly former slaves, had remained, and they conducted a series of commemorations to declare their sense of the meaning of the war. That's why we celebrate Memorial Day today. They started it. It'd be great for us to all remember where it started, praise God. And we got to remember where our freedom starts. Our true freedom, not freedom from some uh, war that man fought, but it is the freedom from sin. Amen. Amen. That wars against the spirit each and every day, praise God. But that is the freedom that we're interested in this morning. That is the freedom that Sister Lisa is going to be talking about, praise God. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say today in regards to that. I usually read the whole thing. This was an article that was written by a man by the name of David Blight. And he is a professor, was a professor at an uh, historian from <clears throat> and director of the Gilder Lehrman Center for the Study of Slavery, Resistance and Abolition at Yale. University. He's the author of the American Oracle, the Civil War in the Civil Rights Era. Praise God. So that's where I took that from. Praise God. The whole article is absolutely amazing. But for the sake of time, 
And I want to give the time to the preacher here this morning. I just came to give you some Memorial Day history. Praise God. Amen. Sister Lisa, would you come and give the word of God? Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's, um, I'm so thankful to have the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful to be serving the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But this is Pentecost Sunday. And all across the country, there are churches that are celebrating the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. But I have come with the enlightenment that the Lord has given me this morning because I am always looking to have more power in the Holy Spirit, more wisdom, more faith, more strength. Amen. Praise God. But the only way that I can get that is if I'm seeking it, right? Praise God. Through the word of God. Hallelujah. But we are going to be getting into the uh, book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 31. But what I wanted to share with you first before we go there is the reason, you know, let me backtrack. I, I sat here in church, I believe it was last week, and Pastor Adam said something over the pulpit. And a question came into my mind about the Holy Spirit. Now, there was a time where I didn't have it. I, the only way that I was going to be able to get it doesn't come into you when you're born into this world as a little baby. Amen. Praise God. And it doesn't come into you, you know, for, for any other reason other than that the word says that we have to ask for it and it's a gift. And so technically what that is, it's, it's part of, of God himself, part of his spirit coming to live and dwell inside your mortal body. Now, that within itself is miraculous, is it not? To think that the Lord calls us friends and his children, but that he wants to put part of him inside of you. You're his creation. So innately, when you're walking around this world, amen, whether you know Jesus or not, there's something inside of you that you always know that there is lacking until you find him. Amen. I was that person. Pray. We can give the Lord a hand clap of praise. There is something inside of you. There's a calling. There's a void. There's an emptiness. And, and what we try to do to that is that we go around the world searching for the things that might fill it. Is it new clothes? Is it going to the movies? Is it going to gamble? Is it going out to parties and drinking all the time? Is it dancing? Is it buying a new car? Is it buying a new house? Is it is it getting that new job that I always wanted? Is it having uh, five million friends on Facebook and people commenting on what is going to fill that void? And you know what? We've come to understand there's only one thing because we're innately created of God. We didn't come from anywhere else. Adam and Eve came first and we are descendants, amen, praise God. But there's something inside of us that, that longs for something more. I'm still longing for that something more, amen, praise God. But as Pastor Adam preached and I sat in the front row and I, I was pondering the gift of the Holy Spirit that I have living and dwelling inside of me, I, I asked myself this question. I said, first I said, well, Lord, I said, your Holy Spirit wasn't always in me and now it is. Now it's made manifest in me and I'm living for you and I've grown the heavenly kingdom here on earth, amen, praise God. And I'm telling you this story for a reason because this pertains to you all. Amen. I said... Lord, I said, what happens to the Holy Spirit once I die? Jesus. 
Once my body is no longer present in the physical dust that it's made out of, I said, what happens now that the Holy Spirit that's been living inside of this temple and, and, I, and my spirit goes home to be with the Lord forever, but what happens to your Holy Spirit once that happened? Is, it, is my spirit and my soul eternally connected with the Holy Spirit or does a separation happen once we get up into heaven and we're there with the Lord forever? Amen. I, I think things like this often, amen, praise God, but I don't think that the thoughts come from myself. I think that they come from the Lord, amen, praise amen. God. Amen. And so as I got to thinking about that, you know, and I saw Pastor Adam was sick because I was not supposed to be preaching this morning. But when I saw that he was sick, I said, Pastor, I said, I'm going to preach for you so you can sit down and have a rest before this surgery because you can't be sick at the end of the week. But God has a way of doing things, saints of God, does he not? Amen. So as I got to ponder what happens with this Holy Spirit, now we all know, well, some of us know what happens when the Holy Spirit comes and, and enters into your mortal body. We're going to get into to that amen it's probably the, the most powerful thing that will ever happen to you in your mortal life amen praise god whether we have it or not or whether we're seeking it or not amen but my job here this morning i said lord i said how can i encourage someone to be interested in this Holy Spirit, this same Holy Spirit that I have, I said, and which made me so excited when I first got it that I couldn't talk about anything else. I went telling everybody about it and I had some people look at me and they say, well, she has gone off the deep end. And I said, I've gone off the deep end for Jesus. I said, that's what I've done, amen, praise God. I left behind all of the things that I was doing and they said, she belongs to a cult and I said, I belong to the church of the living God. Do you? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I wasn't trying to be self-righteous. I wasn't trying to be more holy than everyone. I was so excited that I wanted every single person that I knew who did not have the Holy Spirit to have it so that they could see what this was all about, this life-changing experience. Amen. Praise God. Earlier today when I was leading worship, I said, if you do not have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within, within you, amen, there's no way that you're going to make it into heaven. And this is not me saying this, and I'm going to prove it in the word of God, that you must have the Holy Spirit and have that connection with God. Because earlier, as I asked that question, I said, Jesus, what happens to this Holy Spirit that I have that you've given to me as a gift? And once I get up into heaven, what happens to it? There's the Holy Spirit in me having a conversation. Amen. Praise God. I think that the reason that you must have the Holy Spirit is because once you have part of Jesus living and dwelling inside of you, no matter who you are, then you're at, the, at, at a time and a place in your life where you can have constant conversations back and forth. And that void is then filled that I was talking about earlier. And there you're talking to the one who created you. Whether you've had a good father in this life or not, or no father in this life or not, Jesus Christ is your father above all anyway. Amen. Praise God. And he only wants good things for you. Amen. But most of all, what he wants to do with the gift of that Holy Spirit is that he wants to come and give you power. Amen. That's what it's for. The Holy Spirit has come to quicken your mortal body, as the Word of God says, to cause a 
that you're going to need to overcome the fiery darts of the enemy. Pentecost, amen, hallelujah. We can give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Pentecost is about that fire of the Holy Spirit to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, which tells me the Holy Ghost fire is greater than the enemy's fire any day of the week. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost fire is all-consuming. All the enemy has is little fiery darts that he throws at you. Amen. Praise God. But we've got the armor, but I'm not here to preach about the armor. I am here to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, there is no way that you can fully be connected to God. So therefore, you can't fully understand the word of God. You cannot fully pray. You cannot fully preach. You cannot fully teach. Amen. Unless you have the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. What I want to do is we're going to go to the book of Acts chapter 2. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to go to verses 1, amen, and we're going to be reading a good deal of that chapter. But let me tell you something about that day of Pentecost that came. You remember the message that I preached, that the, that the Jews were celebrating Shavuot at that time. It was a festival of the wheat, amen, and, and it was a time of change and consideration for the Jewish people. It was a high holiday. Amen. Praise God. So many of them, because the Jewish people now were in all parts of the world and in every country. That was God's great plan that did that. Amen. And, and up until this day of Pentecost, we were under what was called the old law, the old dispensation. Amen. That was when to be forgiven of your sins, you had to go make a sacrifice unto the priest. You had to take a perfect animal, go to the priest. The priest would then sacrifice that animal on your behalf. Amen. And you had to make sure that that animal was perfect. Amen. I have to lay this groundwork for you because you must know what happened on that day because God did two amazing, wonderful things on the day of Pentecost for ordinary people just like us here today. Amen. All they did was they went there. We're going to celebrate Shavuot. We're going to have our holy holiday. And, 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 and we're going to be with our friends and our family and from people all around the world. Amen. This is how the people thought that day. Well, then there was that 120 people that went to that upper room. Now, the people down on the ground where they were celebrating because the streets were full of people. They were elbow-to-elbow elbow people. I'm talking, if, if you ever seen Times Square on New Year's Eve, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that wasn't to celebrate a new year. That was, at, at this time, to celebrate this Jewish holiday. Now, if I'm with 120 people in an upper room, and I look out the window, and I see a sea of people down there, amen, praise God, some people might have a tendency to get distracted and say, well, I think maybe I should be down there as part of this party as part of this celebration there's a whole lot of great things going on because it was the middle of the day amen but the 120 knew that they had a purpose amen the number 40 is important in the word of God and 40 times 3 is 120 God had a perfect plan and a perfect number to be up there he had to have that 40 times 3 to be up there amen praise God he had to have them up there because there was a purpose for them, for the people out in the street. Amen. So there's Shavuot. 
There's the 120 up in the upper room. And they said, well, we're not going to be distracted by that because we've already been praying and we've already been reading the word of God. And Jesus told us today to expect something great to happen. Amen. There was an expectancy in that room. There should be an expectancy here today. Amen. Praise God for your life. Expect something. Start to feel it in yourselves. Amen. Praise God that the Lord has something so much more for you. So there was no distraction for them. So that 120 people in that upper room, they got to praying. Amen. In one mind and in one accord. And there they were praying. And, and all of a sudden, a great rushing mighty wind came through that upper room. That great rushing mighty wind didn't come down on the ground where all the people were. Where all the elbow to elbow people were, there would have been dust flying around and they would have been running and yelling. There was probably sand, amen. And so that great rushing mighty wind didn't happen down there. There was no purpose for it down there. The purpose came to the 120 that were in the upper room, amen. Yes. Praise God. Let us go to the book of Acts this morning, amen, chapter 2. And let me read this to you, amen. Praise God. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. Amen? That proves that it wasn't out in the street. It was only in the house where they were sitting. Amen? And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began speaking, amen, with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, amen. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And now when all this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in, their, in his own language, and they were all amazed and they marveled saying one to another behold are not all these which speak Galileans let me expound upon that for just one minute because this was only that one moment of time where this was going to take place because there's no other way that this was ever going to be effective again so if you can see men from from all the different countries that were there. And let me read a few of them for you because I wrote them down here. Amen. Praise God. They were from Africa, Asia, Europe. There were Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, and Persians all present in that one place at the same time. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So what did the word say? Now, this is a miracle that happened because, and why this is so important, what happened on this day this is the day that affects us today. Amen. Amen. This is the thing that affects. Yeah. This is what has come now to give us hope. Amen. Of that one day that we can go to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let's picture that. It says that in the word of God, it says that from all around the world and from every nation, all of the people. Now picture that if we're out here in Wilkesbury, amen, and people from all across the world came and gathered together all in the streets. All Now this time it was all the Jewish people because God made sure that the Jewish people were all across the world. That was his plan. Amen. 
but was also his plan was to get all those Jewish people together in one consolidated place for a change to happen. Amen. Praise God. It's so exciting how, how the Lord did it. Amen. So, so then the 120 are up there. And, and they're all now praying cloven tongues of fire. Now that within itself, Sister Helen, to see cloven tongues of fire, we're talking about that fire of the Holy Spirit, right? You see little flames above your heads and, and none of you is amazed by this because you're all in one mind and in one accord. And now all 120 of you have started speaking in another language in the middle of the afternoon and you're not being quiet about it. You're being real loud about it. Amen. Praise God. You're being so loud about it up there that upper room that the people down there on the ground tuned in and they say hey what's going on up there I hear my tongue I hear my tongue no I hear my language no I hear my I hear this and people from all across the world are saying this and then the 120 went out the new Pentecost that happened up in that upper room Jesus said I have now poured out my spirit for the very first time on mankind. Amen. Praise God. Those 120, amen, hallelujah, were the first ones to experience this power, this fire from the Holy Ghost. Now, I can tell you this. There was not one of them that was, you know, hey, I think I got the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think I got the Holy Spirit, too. Yeah. None of them were like that. They were like, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And they're speaking in tongues. They're speaking in a language. And they're speaking in another tongue. Amen. Praise God. And they go out into the street. And some mockers came along. And they say, well, what? Are these people drunk? Oh, yeah. We're drunk with the Holy Spirit is what it was. Amen. Praise God. And you know what? That Holy Spirit, that's the first miracle that God performed that day. But you know what? Just like we all across the world, we say, how can we get more people in church? How can we get more people to understand this power of this Holy Spirit? Amen. Jesus knew that there was a work to do, and he said, i got to get all these Jewish people together in one place so that these 120 can now come out into the street. So the 120 come down into the street, right? And they're not drunk, and the Jewish people quickly realized because the message came to them in their own tongue. So as every person from all across the globe, amen, had to find that one in 120 to find their tongue, find what was happening, amen, and all the 120 in all those languages had the same message to them. The Holy Ghost has come. Amen. The Holy Ghost fire has come. Amen. Hallelujah. The old law is done away with and now the new law has come. Amen. Where we can go directly to Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And we can be atoned for our sins. Amen. And he will come and bring the fire of the Holy Ghost inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. In Acts chapter 2 and in verse number 9 it says Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia 
and in Judea, Cappadocia, in Pontus, and in Asia, in Phrygia, Pamphyla, in Egypt, and the parts of Libya about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, and Jews, and proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory! Glory! You want to be attracted to somebody that's like, hey, I have the Holy Ghost, you want it to? Now, mind you, if you're going through something in your life and you're looking for a difference or a change, you feel the void, you feel like there's got to be something more for my life. Or you want to talk with someone, I have an answer for you, amen, praise God. And that answer is Jesus, and he's waiting for you to come, amen, and to ask him, what purpose does he have for your life, amen, praise God. Now I read to you, amen, all of those, the strangers of Rome and Jews and proselytes. And then in verse 12 it said, and they were all amazed. Not some of them, all of them. All of the multitudes were amazed at what was taking place right now. This was part of God's perfect plan for you today. Amen. Hallelujah. This wasn't just for now. This is this is was it wasn't just for them. This is for now. Amen. This same amazement and power is for now. Hallelujah. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? This is a new thing. Others, though, though they were amazed, they were mocking and said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, who's going to be at Peter today, amen? Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken my words, for these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen? Verse 17. This pertains to us. This pertains to you. Amen? I know if I were hearing this message for the first time and I did not have the Holy Spirit, I'd be starting to, Jesus, I feel that fear like I felt when Pastor Adam first told me, he said, you're not saved. <laughs> I felt fear run through me from the head, from my head to my toes. You are not saved. I, I, I got scared. I instantly wanted to protect myself. I said, yes, I am. Looking back, oh, no, I was not. I was not saved. Amen. Praise God. But if I was hearing this message today, I would want to know, what is this power? What is this fire? Yeah. What is this thing? Yeah. Amen. That the day of Pentecost came to do. Hallelujah. What did Peter say? He said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, now, if we don't think that we're in the last days right now, we are. I mean, that's not a newsflash to a lot of people, but maybe it is a newsflash to some. But all the prophecy has been fulfilled for the Lord to return. Amen. But what did he say? He said, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants. Hallelujah. 
Now here's where the women are grafted in, amen, praise God. And on my handmaidens, amen, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, there were no barriers anymore to who was going to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, I was actually preaching up here one day for Pastor Adam needed a rest, and I volunteered to share the word. And I had a gentleman get up and walk out and leave the church and quit because I was a woman preaching and teaching the word. When the Holy Spirit came that day, it did away with all of those divisions. It did away with everything that has come to separate man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. In John 14 and 26, amen, it says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he's the comforter, amen. He says that he shall teach you all things. If there's things that you don't know about your life right now, the answers are in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He says that he's going to guide you into all truth. That's in John 16 and 13. This is the things that the Holy Spirit has come to do. Amen. Because of Pentecost. Hallelujah. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he says that the Holy Spirit is a power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, once we receive the Holy Spirit, now I'm going to let you know all of the things that you did up until before the Holy Spirit were decisions that you made by your own spirit, by your own soul, the way you thought the things of the heart that you followed, the things that you did, the people that you associate with, those were your own choices to make. But I'm telling you right now, for every single human being, a day of calling comes because the word of God says it. That he says, many have called, but few are chosen. But once you have heeded the call, and once then that you have asked the Holy Spirit to come and live and dwell with inside of your body, your body does not belong to you anymore because you've given it unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God who has given you eternal life anyway. Amen. And you know what? There is a heaven or a hell to come to every person on Judgment Day if you believe in it. Amen. And so for me, believers, amen, who want to get to heaven, they definitely want to have this Holy Spirit. Am I right? In, in, in the world, a material fire, it comes to consume. It comes to destroy. It, it, it comes to kill. Amen. Like the fiery darts of the enemy, right? That he comes to seek to kill and destroy. But the Holy Spirit fire is different, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. It's going to be consuming you in your flesh. Amen. The soul man, the spirit man. Amen. Praise God. Being taken over by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Burning out those things that shouldn't be there. Amen. And replacing it, he said, with joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering. Amen. He's 
is going to replace all of those things. You know what? The Lord gives us a lot in return for giving up these little bodies, doesn't he? I mean, and not to mention the promises that he has laid up in heaven. Amen. But again, we're talking about the day of Pentecost. You know, you know the Lord set things up for this to be miraculous, even in the Old Testament when Moses, you know, he saw the burning bush and it wasn't consumed by fire. That's because that fire was from God himself. Amen. Hallelujah. It wasn't consumed. Amen. Praise God. To me, that was like, hey, Moses, I'm going to go and give you the Ten Commandments. Amen. And you're going to be up on the mountain for 40 days and for 40 nights. Now, remember, I was talking about that 40. Amen. Praise God. The 40 times three in the upper room. And there have been Moses with the burning bush. Moses getting the Ten Commandments for 40 days and for 40 nights. And then there was the flood. Amen. With Noah, where the rains came for 40 days and for 40 nights. Amen. Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights. And there's my 340s. Amen. Praise God. You know, let us not forget, amen, praise God, hallelujah, how the Lord said that he's going to raise up a body from dust, amen, and breathe life into it. Now, this is where I want to talk about this Pentecost Holy Spirit, because I'm going to be rounding up things here in just a minute. But if we think that the Old Testament and the New Testament, amen, have come together now, the law, amen, and the predecessor word, amen, there was uh, prophets that spoke in the Old Testament that led things into the New Testament to the day of Pentecost, amen? amen. But when, when the Lord, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis, amen? Let's go back to Genesis. It's only one word. And this was what I was telling you about earlier. In your mortal body, no matter how good you are, if you do not have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of you, you are not fully equipped to make it into heaven. Amen. The desire has to come first, praise God, and then you get filled with the Holy Spirit. But what did the Word of God say? We are made from dust. Pastor Adam has preached this many times. We are just wearing a dirt suit as he heard it preached before. Amen. We're going to go back to the dust, but the question remains as I sat in the front row, when my spirit leaves this mortal body and that Holy Spirit is not there, where am I going? I have a feeling that the Holy Spirit inside of us is going to link hands with our spirit and say, come on, I know the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In, the, in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, and this proves, amen. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, that, that is the first example right there in Genesis. Amen. And I'm going to take it all the way to Revelation about the fire that the Lord wants us to have. Amen. But, you know, also in the Valley of the Dry Bones, amen, in the book of Ezekiel, for those of you who are not familiar with the story, in Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 10, and I'm not going to read it all. But it said, the hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Now, there's the spirit of the Lord being part of what is going on here. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. Now picture a bunch of skeletal remains laying down wherever you walk. And as I passed round about them, behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Like, I don't know. And again he said unto me, Prophesy.
prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus saith the Lord unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. Amen. I will lay sinews upon you and I will bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's that breath of life. Amen. Yes. Now that was that Old Testament that I'm talking about. But now when Pentecost came, that word that all the Jews knew and heard before, amen, now they knew that there was a better way, amen, hallelujah. You know, let's not forget the, the, the crucifixion. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil was rent from top to bottom in the temple. A change was on the way. Amen. Praise God. The Holy Ghost has come. Amen. The Holy Ghost has come with fire. Amen. Hallelujah. The cloven tongues of fire came. Amen. Above their heads. But then they were filled with fire. Amen. Those cloven tongues of fire went on to get inside of your soul, inside of your being, to, to unite with you, amen, with that man that made those choices before. And the Holy Spirit fire has now come to help you make new choices, a new destination for your life, amen. Praise God. I'm so thankful for the, for the word of God tonight. Let us go, and I'm going to end things now, amen, praise God, because we want to have time to pray hallelujah but we're going to get into the book of revelation amen and i've said i've said this many many times praise god if the holy ghost fire and this big change comes in your life and there's this big huge void in your life this big emptiness in your life let's say everything's going wrong in your life amen praise god you're you're kind of down and out, you're kind of depressed, you're kind of anxious, scared, you know, worried. Worry, fear, doubt, and anxiety prevails in our world today, does it not? With every single human being, amen, on the face of the earth, I go on Facebook time and again, and I, I hear people, I'm worried, I'm fearful, I'm doubtful, I'm sick, I'm, I'm angry, I'm, I'm, I'm all of these negative emotions, but the Holy Spirit came with all these negative emotions, they're down here. And where do they point towards? They point towards where the enemy dwells. So we're going to take those negative feelings. We're going to take worry, fear, doubt, anxiety, distrust, amen, all the way down that, going down into the pits of hell, basically. That's, I mean, that's what's happening there. I, I know we all get there sometimes, but the Holy Spirit is now superimposed with you to get you out of that, amen, hallelujah. The enemy is always going to come knocking at your door with the things of this world, amen, but what did the Holy Spirit do? He said, I came to give you power. I came to give you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. Amen. Praise God. I came to give you the power so that you can withstand this spiritual battle that you are now in. Amen. Praise God. You know, I had a chance to talk with someone, witness with them, amen. If you don't think that there is a spiritual battle around you all the time, you are gravely mistaken. Your head is in the sand like an ostrich, amen. And you are unaware of what is happening around you all the time. 
When Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, amen, and even when Satan was cast out, he took principalities and powers with him to influence mankind in this world today. And right now, he is the prince and the power of the air. But Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, amen, hallelujah. And then he comes, amen, and he says, I'm going to come now and give you power so that you can overcome this enemy. But around us, right now i've heard it said that people have seen angels in this church and i have seen them before myself amen praise god however fleeting that might be but around you all the time 24 7 there is a battle for your soul amen your father who created you who loves you is rooting for you he wants you to come and and overcome the enemy amen he does not another one of his creation lost to the enemy amen praise God but there are angels and there are principalities and powers and they are fighting a war around us all the time for our eternity amen we are your spirit cannot be destroyed that might be a newsflash too but there are those who don't believe in this but we're here believers in the word what's written in the word amen praise God and you're you're the Holy Spirit and your spirit are eternal Thank you, Lord. hallelujah praise the Lord and so guess what as I sat there and pondered one day my spirit and this Holy Spirit are gonna leave this mortal body and I'm gonna go back to dust and where am I gonna be for that forever amen praise God and you know what the Lord has great things in store for us once we get into heaven amen it's we're not just going to be floating around playing harps and you know that kind of thing there, he has some great work for us to That's do right. amen, amen. And, and we're going to do that work for him without any interruptions we're going to do that work for him without any remembrances without any sorrow depression tears and we're not going to remember any of that all we're going to remember is the joy amen praise god hallelujah i'm going to encourage you we we are going to have an altar call pastor adam is going to come up here but i know me myself in this battle of this world amen that sometimes I get weary, but I remember that fire that I felt when I first got saved. Amen. Praise God. Nobody was going to sit me down. Amen. There was nobody that wasn't going to hear what I had to say. Amen. Praise God. And did I have the mockers? Yes, I did. But did I have those that were supporting me? Yes, I did. Amen. Praise God. And you know what, saints of God? If you decide to get filled with this fire from heaven in you, amen. Don't ever be ashamed of it because the person who's mocking you is the very person that has a void in them still, amen, that the Lord wants to fill, but they're just afraid, amen. And sometimes the mockers, they're just afraid, waiting to see what's gonna happen with you first, amen, (laughs) praise God. Let us go to the book of Revelation, amen. And this is talking about this Holy Ghost fire. Revelations chapter 3, and this is the word of the Lord. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, but thou wert cold or hot. 
So then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth in the last day. Amen. Praise God. So what is he telling us in this book of Revelation? He went from Genesis first where he breathed the breath of life into Adam, right? Adam was just a dust ball down there on the ground until the Lord breathed into his nostrils and he became a person. But now what is he saying in the very last book? He says, don't, I'd rather have you be cold. Don't, don't come to church, you know, don't worry about serving me. Or, I'd rather have you be all fired up in the Holy Spirit, yeah. amen, giving me praise and honor and glory, or instead of being lukewarm, because the word of God is clear, Jesus said it. He Jesus. said, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth because you know what? You didn't really know what you wanted to do, amen, praise God. But remember on the day of Pentecost, they were all amazed, remember? Yes. The 120 came out speaking in tongues, telling them the Holy Spirit has come, amen. The Holy Spirit is here right now for you, to empower you, to embolden you, as yes. Sister Karen McLean said, amen, praise God. And it has come, amen, to give you all of the strength that you need for your journey, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, saints, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah.